Hello, 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 lovely saints. You guys, this is part two of the three-part series. And you can already look, I say this all the time, right? But you can already look and see what we're talking about. So, I will say that this is just gonna be awesome. <laughs> I am so happy to, um, I'm so happy to do this. Like this study was just amazing, right? Spiritual beings, they look like what? Okay, so before we start, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your peace, Father God, especially this time right now in my life. Your peace beyond understanding. It does not matter what the situation looks like, Father God. I know that you are in control no matter what, no matter what they said, no matter what they did, no matter how I feel about the situation. <sighs> You are my father. You love me. You protect me and you provide. That's all I know and that's all I need to know. Father, I ask if anyone is listening who has a broken heart, who needs someone to talk to, that you soften their hearts, that they can talk to you because you are readily available for your children it doesn't matter how far we may have drifted away you will forgive us all we need to do is ask and truly come with a repentant heart i love the way you father us it's just so awesome it's like this gentleness So, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that I'm able to speak to my brothers and sisters and anyone who is not. So, hopefully, they will become <laughs> um, my brother or my sister and that this message is shared and those that need to hear will hear. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 So, people, we get into it. Spiritual beings. They look like what? Okay. So, you already know you got to have your Bibles out, right? When we go through these, it's just best that you do. So, when I'm telling you what I'm seeing and where I found it and what my study has led to, you can see. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will open ears and eyes and soften hearts to when you read the Bible, you don't read the Bible like with preconceived notions. You allow him to show you. 
and for understanding. Because remember, the Bible, I love letters. I love to call it our love letters because he loves us so much that he will warn us. Everything in the Bible is not for us, but everything in the Bible we should definitely be reading. He loves us so much. You will see so many countless times of him giving the children of Israel opportunity after opportunity to just repent and come to him. But you also see like other things in the Bible. Just because it's in the Bible, I do need to say, because it's in the Bible does not mean that he condoned it. Okay? But it also doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So it's in the Bible. I feel like even though everything in the Bible may not be directed towards you or towards myself, it is definitely something that we can always take to the Father and ask, how, what, what is this to show me? What is this? What, what, if it's not directly towards me, what is this to show me? Right? And he'll reveal it because he's that great. He will reveal it. So we're going to get into these spiritual beings. So where I want to start this study at is oh Spiritual beings are basically, they're not what this world has made them out to be, okay? So when you read your Bible, understand that, how to put this, when we pass, right, from this world, in heaven, we don't have wings, okay? Our, um, our, the last, the last, uh, uh, last episode, I was telling you that the cherubim are not little chubby babies. Okay, so it is super important for us to read our Bibles, and when we do not understand, for us to always go to the Father for understanding, for us to pray before we read, and then always look um, to your pastor if you're in church or search it up and try to just allow the Holy Spirit to reveal and make sense of it right for you. So we don't get wings, y'all. And they're not little chubby babies up there, right? But they are different than us humans, right? They're different. They look different. They have different, uh, roles that they play and so we're going to go over a few of those so think about michael the archangel right he is a warrior angel he fights our battles angels are strong so if we just look in second peter 2 11 it says whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the lord so we can see hey okay Angels are strong, right? They're strong. And so that may have 
could have possibly been one of the reasons people will fall down when they would see angels, right? Think about the angel when he went to go see John's mom or the angel that um, spoke to Mary, Jesus's mother, right? That was Gabriel, by the way. Um, and so it could also be because they had literally been in the presence of the Most High God. So do you remember the part where um, Moses, right? And he was finishing the tablets. Um, he had like this, his countenance had like this glow about it. It is in Exodus 34, verse 29. It says, now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses's hand when he had came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin on his face shone while he talked with him. Okay. So that could be another reason, right? It could be a combination could be a combination. All right. So besides that, think about Revelation 22, verse 8, where John fell down at the foot of the angel, right? It says, now I, John, saw and heard these things. That's a testimony right there. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship the feet of of the angel who showed me these things. Verse nine says, then he said to me, see that you do not do that for I am your fellow servant and your brethren, the prophets and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. So even the angel is saying, hey, listen, don't put me on that, okay? I'm not there, I'm not God, don't worship me. But for John to fall down, it's almost like he must have felt the presence of God. He, This angel must have conveyed some type of strength, some type of power. John just couldn't do nothing else, right? But the angel quickly, gently corrected them. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. So... We all have a spiritual side, right? It's a flesh and it's a spirit. As long as we're on this earth, it's a flesh and spirit. Remember I was saying, hey, they're not buddies, y'all. They are not like going out, hanging together. They're not going shopping. They don't do that. Your flesh fights against the spirit. So our spiritual side of us is what interacts with God in the spiritual realm. And through its own set of senses has things like faith, hope, and prayer, right? That's our spiritual side. So understand when I tell you that this battle is not physical, right? Because we read it in Ephesians 6, 12, it is not a physical battle, okay? It is a spiritual battle. So think about Satan was a part of the spiritual rebellion. I'm saying he was the cause of the spiritual rebellion. And you can say, how, how, how? One, he was a created being. Two, he wanted to be like the most high God. 
And he and a third of the angels thought that they could accomplish that. So God said, no, no, not here. And they fell. They lost their places in heaven. Now, you would got to think, he must be upset. Who wouldn't be upset? You got kicked out of heaven? You got kicked out of the heavenly realms? So you know what? Now his mission is, anybody else would be up there. If, you, if I'm not going to be the one worshipped, no, and I got kicked out, y'all ain't making a hit either. Right? That's his mindset. Just think about it. So it's been a spiritual battle, right? And I say battle lightly, just, you know, God is God. He is sovereign. However, prophecy needs to be fulfilled, right? So think about when he approached Eve, right? It was a spiritual reason. He was basically trying to get them to eat from a tree that God had already said that they shouldn't eat from. So he tried to put doubt and he was successful. And how do I know? Um, she ate the fruit she wasn't supposed to. Okay. So basically Satan was upset. He got kicked out. Then he had basically this rebellion now against humanity because we are made in the image of the most high God. And he's not there anymore. And he knows he's not going to be there anymore. So the sin started basically when he got kicked out. That's how I see it. He got kicked out. It's been a spiritual warfare since. So Satan is waging war against God and children of the Most High God. So understand that it's not you, but it's you. Right? It's not you, but you're a child of God. You call for greatness. You have purpose. Y'all, he literally tried to be like the most high God. How are you a created being trying to be the creator? Come on. I know that doesn't make sense, but I'm telling you, it's a spiritual war. It's spiritual. Okay? Not physical spiritual so think about in genesis 1 every creation right is it has a purpose right because we know that our god does not just do things just to do things okay he didn't do things because it's cute it's pretty oh it looked nice right there i like that right there. no it has a purpose it has a purpose you have a purpose right so we're all his creation. So think about in Genesis 1, he had the sun, the moon, the stars, right? And he appoints them to rule over day and night right there. They already got their job. Sun in the day, the moon is the less of light, that's at night. These are all created things. Just like us, we are created beings. All by our creator, we were created, which is the most high God. Okay? So these created... <sighs> These created beings, if we look further in um, Genesis, you know, when they were building the Tower um, of Babel, 
they got scattered. Y'all, that's a spiritual battle right there. Now, I remember when first reading it, I, I didn't I didn't grasp it. I didn't um I didn't get that it was um, a spiritual. I was like, why they were just trying to build a tower? Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't understanding. Um, so, but Genesis 11, 4 says, and they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Mm. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad the, over the face of the earth. Right there in that verse, though, we know is already against what God is telling his people to go and do. What do you mean? Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Um, it's pretty much what, what God was saying. Anyway, think about in Genesis 1 28, right? Go with me. Genesis 1 28 says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Listen, it says, then God blessed them and God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Yeah. Not what they was talking about, right? They didn't want to be scattered. But isn't that what God said? Fill the earth and multiply it. That's what I read. Um, it's also another part in Genesis 9 verse 7 where it says, And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Right? This is a part of God's promise to Noah. He's talking to Noah in that part right there. So what do you mean? What do you mean you're trying to do? It's obviously against his... Um, his commands. It's just not what he's telling you. Okay. He's not telling you to build this tower. He wasn't in this tower. He wasn't part of this tower. Y'all didn't pray about should we build this tower? No, you're trying to make this tower. And you know what? When you read further and you study more into it, it's actually hmm, I say spiritual battle because um, I'm trying to think how how to explain this. It's like um when you read in the Bible, right, when David was fighting and he fought the men of renown, right? Yeah, those were only like the those were those were people against God. Okay. These these are like spiritual bands against God that joined with the the humans, the 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 people, right? On earth, they got together and they wanted to rebel. That's why they was trying to build the tower. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They was trying to build this tower to be like the most high God. They were still trying to make their way back. Now, they already not there anymore. So then they come. They out of heaven. They with the humans in the earth. And they're trying to build this tower. 
and they're like um, using their technology back in those days to to do this. And if you remember um, in Genesis, he was talking about. Let me see if I can find it. He was talking about. It says right here, and in the end of Genesis 6, 4, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown, right? That's what I'm talking about. They partnered with, um, they were giants on the earth in those days, right? They were partnering with the humans and they were trying to get this tower done. So it goes on in verse 5 where it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So do you think that he's going to uh, allow that? Just keep that going? No. Now, you could say, but sister, um, how come is when people do things now that he don't just get them right now, right now, right now, right? Because he could. He could. But then that means he got to get you too. So when you put it in that perspective, it shows the patience of our God. He's giving you time to repent He's giving me time to repent. All right. He's a patient God. He's patient. So understand that this is a spiritual battle. Okay. And that's just one of the spiritual beings that we're talking about. So basically, the humans, they wanted to like rule on earth in their own terms, not God's, their own. And you see that, of course, in the story, we just kind of went over the story of Babylon, about the tower, right? So remember that this is a spiritual war. El destroyed it. No problem. He destroyed it. But just remember, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But it's against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Remember Ephesians 6 verse 12. So another spiritual being that we're going to talk about are angels, cherubim, and seraphim. Now, I've spoken of this before in previous podcasts. But since we're talking about it now, let's go to it. So angels don't have wings. You heard me. Angels don't have wings. There are spiritual beings, but listen, there are classifications, right? So angels don't have wings. They pretty much look like people, but they're way stronger, right? They're stronger. The word angel right now, right now, the word angel actually means messenger, okay? Their mission is to perform duties on God's behalf. They do what God say right? They're obedient. They do what God say. These, like, think about third of the angels. We ain't talking about them. They gone. They, they gone. They little demons. Now, nah, they, they not there. Not talking about them. But the third of the angels is not all the angels, right? It's a third of. So, angels perform duties on what God tells them. The name Michael means who is like and Gabriel, it means God is my power. 
So angels are used to guide and to serve us. And then we got cherubim. Cherubim, they're like um, hybrid beings. They stand guard between heaven and earth. You should catch that. They stand guard between heaven and earth. Outside the Garden of Eden, because remember, um, he put them out there so that Adam and Eve didn't get back in. When they got kicked out of the garden for being disobedient, right? For sin, bringing sin into the world. They got kicked out. But because every sin needs atonement, is for their protection. Cherubim was hanging out in the front. You ain't getting back in here. With flaming swords. Right? So, Psalm 99, verse 1. It says, The Lord reigns. Let peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. So, God sits enthroned between the cherubim. Cherubim have four wings and they use them to wrap themselves. <laughs> they guard the sacred space and God is said, and they, and they also carry the throne, which is symbolic representations of the creatures of the earth. All creations offer praise to God. So that's a lot. They have four wings y'all where where let me get to it four wings cherubim so cherubim are all through the bible And seraphim is only in the book of Isaiah. So before we get off of this, cherubim have four wings. Seraphim have six. Okay. So there's a lot of mentions about the cherubim in the Bible. But like I said, seraphim is only in the book of Isaiah. And we're going to go to there in just a second. Cherubim are known to have four faces. I said it, four. One, two, three, four. And they use their wings to cover their bodies. The seraphim, they had six wings. But only one pair is used to fly while the other two cover their face and their feet. <laughs> Cherubim was said to be the second highest rank, where Seraphim, they top, they the top, they the top ones, period. Like of all the angels, they're the top. So Cherubims are helpers of God, while Seraphim, They sing praises to God. 
that's what they do. They praise our Lord and Savior. That's what they do. So those are the differences. And I know, I know, I know. Looking over at Isaiah 6, <laughs> 2. It says, above it stood seraphim. Okay. Each one has six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, is the Lord of hosts. Sorry. The whole earth is full of his glory. That's a seraphim. So, cherubim, I remember telling you that they have four faces, right? They have four faces with the cherubim. They have a face of an eagle, a face of a man, a face of a lion, and the face of an ox. And if you just bear with me. Believe I have it. All right, so if you go with me in Ezekiel 10, verse 14, this is a good description about the cherubim. It says, each had, each one had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub. The second had the face of a man. The third, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. And the cherubim were lifted up. This was the living creature I saw by the river Shabar. And I hope I pronounced that right. Now, further, I'm just going to read a little bit more so we can just try to get an understanding. When the cherubim went, the wheels beside them, and when the cherubim lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the same wheels also did not did not turn from beside them. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels stood still. And when one was lifted up, the other lifted itself up. For the spirit of the living creature was in them. Amen. Ooh. Study the cherubim. All right. Study all the angels. Study the whole Bible. 
all right i'm not here to tell you what to do but it's a good thing if you do you can learn more about what's in the bible what to expect who our god is why we serve him why he loves us so much i'll never know <laughs> but i love that he loves me that he's patient and he is just such a just guy so that's cherubim the difference is we just went over cherubim they have um four wings where seraphim have six cherubim have four faces it doesn't give that same description for the seraphim cherubim are throughout the bible whereas the seraphim are just in ezekiel and the seraphim their job is to praise the most high god so we got that and now let's talk about the angel of the lord angel of yahweh distinct from Yahweh but also Yahweh hold on what you say girl I said a glorious human figure that's on the throne who called Yahweh remember Moses in the burning bush the Mount of Transfiguration Jesus true identity was revealed and the angel of the Lord is like a human now mind you catch what i said i did not say the lord is like a human i said the angel of the lord is like a human and you remember in john 1 1 and john 1 14 actually let's just go to it right now i love the book of john john 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god if we jump on down to 114, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I had to read that before I tell you that Jesus is God in human flesh and he came here he dwelt among us right to show us how to live how to pray how to treat one another <sighs> for a lot of people that is hard to grasp but our creator is amazing and he can do anything and if the bible clearly says in john 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god what the word was god the word was god wait and the word was with god and the word was god and then when you go back down to 14 it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us now that's not metaphorically speaking okay that's what it was the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory i 
I'm going to leave it there for some because I already know some people are still like trying to grasp that concept. And it is okay. I would say pray to the Most High God. Ask Him to reveal it. Make you be able to understand it fully. All right. So I guess we can kind of conclude why humans were fearful, right? Why were they afraid? Why were the angels telling them, hey, don't be afraid? They were in the presence of God. So they may have already had this glow, right? Just like Moses did on his face, right? He didn't even know. They were in a place of nothing but holiness. They look human-like, but way stronger. Way stronger. And because they're now spiritual beings, well, not now, but they are spiritual beings, they don't have fleshly bodies. They could have this glow about them. Right? They have a different look. They were in the presence of the Most High God. And a glow. I kind of get it. Why? Why the angels would say, don't be afraid. So spiritual beings are not what this world has taught people to be that they are. Because they're not. Read your Bibles, get closer to God, understand that he is amazing and he does things that may not be easily comprehend, well, we can comprehend, right? But when you read and you study and you study and you study some more and you study some more and you pray with all of this studying, he'll reveal it to you. Just remember to try to take out those preconceived notions of what you think they should look like. And start from there. (laughs) This has been good for me. I hope it's been good for you because I've been happy. And, you know, I hope you found some enrichment in these studies in these series that we do in the podcast like God has been giving me um, I'm going to say dreams because I don't think I was awake for this to be a vision but he's been giving me dreams and I don't always really know what to make of these dreams sometimes I do sometimes I don't but like I tell you all the time I'm going to have to pray about this And just know that our Savior is coming back soon. It says in the Bible in the last days that we will have dreams and we will have visions. Y'all, if y'all didn't know, these are our last days. So with that, let's close out in prayer. 
Father God, Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for everyone who's listening, Father, that you bring us to repentance. Anything that we may have forgotten, anything that we just know right off top, didn't even forget it. We just know it's not right, Father, that we want to be right. We want to not be willfully sinning. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness, for your patience, for your guidance. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if there's anyone who doesn't know God and you want to know him, let's read it really quick. In Romans 10, verse 9 starts that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Go down to verse 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Father God, I thank you for my brother and my sister who's listening, who doesn't know you, Father, and they want to know you. Lord, I ask that you step into their lives and you reveal who you are, Father. I ask that you heal all brokenness in their heart, Father. And when they don't know what to speak, Father God, you know what they feel. And that you heal them and you show them who you are, the power that you have, that you soften their hearts, Father God them to be able to come to full repentance and accept you for the God that you are. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I love y'all. I love you. I love you. I love you. Go in peace. Until next time. Tomorrow's the 100th episode. Who's ready? Who's ready? Who's ready? <laughs> God willing. I'll see you tomorrow. Woo! Amen. Thank you, Jesus.